Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash FML FPL. First pod of the new year. We're back on normal sketch. The league is back on normal sketch. We're out of the fixture pile up alive. How are you feeling? Uh, yeah, just as good as ever. Happy to be potting and talking about FPL. Yeah, it feels like it's been an extremely long time because we went potting every like two, three days to like eight days off or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, so do you want to quickly do our teams from last week, even though it was a really long sure. time ago? Yeah, you, you, you had a good week. Why don't you kick off? Uh, I flew. Well, first, off. I was like extremely triggered by the early games, and so much so that I basically just shut my TV off and went back to sleep on New Year's Day. I was just like, I can't have this. And then I ended up having like a stormer. My uh, vice cap, Matto, just going all in on... <laughs> Anti new like Lester over Newcastle worked out really well. Eleven pointer ended up being the cap. Um, Big Todd energy with a ten pointer. Mo with a ten pointer. Soy eight pointer. VVD seven pointer. So yeah, I ended up on seventy. I went up a lot, uh, like uh, like two hundred fifty k places or something like that. Still on my third worst overall rank of the entire season. So it's not like great, but. It's a nice bounce back after last the the gaming before that where I went down like three hundred thousand places to my worst rank of the season. Um, I thought it was funny how I got Jimenez. I was just looking before we potted. He had two blanks in his last twelve right before I got him, and then you know doesn't start versus Liverpool. That's fine, and then blanks against Watford. Just obviously the most obvious yeah. thing in the world. Is that yeah, he could go? He could go on a huge run of blanks now that you got him for sure. I sort of expect it. Like home yeah, Newcastle, great fixture. I sort of expect a blank, so that's cool. Oh, oh, oh good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel really good. I feel sort of like I got away with one because a lot of the really highly owned players returned. You know, Mane, Ings, Graylish, even like Tammy. But I, you know, my Matto, Todd, etc. points, I got away with it and and got in there. Now I just have to deal with Kane's bum handstring and bum life and bum yeah, team. Yeah, but it's, 
I think it's kind of like a blessing in disguise that yeah, you're going to be able to now like not have to hang on to him and yep. and re reinvigorate the the lads in the locker room. Yeah, so that's my whole faces. my whole I saved, so I have two frees, so I can basically get anyone, which is very nerve wracking to be it's honest. It's dangerous. But, yeah, it's <laughs> in extremely your hands, it's dangerous. dangerous. <laughs> like. Yeah. You don't want a mad scientist to have access to all the chemicals because he might just no. invent a new like nuclear bomb or something. No. The football, you don't have access to the football. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's not good. It's good, but I might make mustard gas. It might be bad. Yes. By accident. By accident. So you're trying to make like icing for a cake and you make like <laughs> napalm. Like, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. It could go really wrong. Yeah. I'm just beaker with the lab coat right now and just like I don't know. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, that, right. that was me. What so about basically you? you just need to go into little bitch boy mode and shut your shit off and you'll wake up to flying high. Yeah, apparently style. like match of the day challenge absolute bullshit is just good for me. So I don't know. All right. It was just I think it was the combo of it, like triggering events happening. And then also I just I slept for like two hours. Like it was New Year's Day and the match just started at seven thirty in the morning and I was just dead. So I was just sitting there like feeling like shit, just like dehydrated, like ugh. And then bad things are happening and just I was just like, I, I can't do this right now. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fine. Everything's You've fine. You've been there. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh so what about you? Not not the good week. No, it's a norm, normal for me this this year. Forty seven. Um, yeah, I got Mo Vice off for Vardy, and then I got a bunch of blanks and a negative from Rico, and then I got a couple cleans from Pereira and Schmeichel and Trenton. That's all she wrote. Yep. Yeah, you had three cleans and a goal. Yep. Jesus fucking and a, neg- and a, and a negative, neg- dude. Rico. What oh do you think God, about so Rico? Good. Is he a good key? He's good. Yeah, he's, good he's a. Yeah, he's a. If I mean they, you know, FPL people talk about season keepers all the time, but I have never met a more assured season keeper than Diego Rico. He's <laughs> yeah, we don't just, like to say must haves, but it's you're. I mean, you're just fucking kind of dumb to not have him. He's still only four four. It's really affordable. Bournemouth under Edward Howe is one of the best managers in the division, and they've looked really good lately. I mean, they've been taking a lot of points from these games, really good performances. I hope they get defense is really solid. I mean, the names of the back four just speak for themselves. They have like Simpson, they have Mepham, they have (laughs) fucking (laughs) Fran. I can't. France is getting done by (laughs) Felipe Anderson, dude. I really hope they fucking go down. I would be be, thrilled. It'd be nice. It'd be nice to get some fresh injection. But they have Stan back now, so Derek's happy and Edward's probably happy. So who knows? Yeah, Stan is. Yeah, dude, Rico's just. Rico's just the absolute bane of my existence. I can't believe. I think I've had him for four months. At least you finally got a double Lester clean. That yeah. took that took six weeks that too took long. Some, <laughs> that took some serious commitment. So yeah, yeah, I mean, outside of Rico and and I mean Kelly is just oh my goodness. So yeah, it's all it's all good. You know, good things. It's okay. Good things. Let me housekeeping. So shout out first of all to the Mug League winner for December, Lou Gutierrez. Great job by him. 
The leader so far for January in the Mug League is Samuel Baxendale, a.k.a. Baxi. Put up 84 points last game week. And then shout out to the leader of the FMLPL Public League, FPL Lewis, a.k.a. Return of the Snag, up to 553rd in the world flying. Um, so before we move on, the FMLPL Cup, we kind of talked about it last week, but we're going to actually announce it and and put out the form and stuff like that and send it out to all the patrons this week and then it'll start next game week so game week 23 23. yeah 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 so i mean for people that are signed up to our patreon take keep an eye out for a message from patreon of how to kind of sign up you just kind of have to fill out a form with your team id we're going to do the rest um just to reiterate again from last last pod how it works is it's I think we had about 250 in it last year, but it's going to be a group, four team group stage at the beginning. And then we cut to a tournament style um, after those three game weeks are done. And then it's a single elimination to crown a champion. The first place prize gets like a custom kit, and top eight all are going to get either an FMLPL t shirt or a mug. You, you can pick which one you want. Um, so that's for the top eight quarterfinalists. And then we, we're going to have a few other individual prizes, mug or t-shirt also your choice to like highest score during group, highest score during knockouts, that whole thing. So, you know, we'll have some more prizes. You don't have to do anything. Any, any, any level of our patron thing, sign up, fuck fest is, is in there. Um, you know, it's a good time to be on Slack. Gets a lot of banter going. Everyone kind of gets excited about it. And it's yeah, a good it's just time good to sign fun. up Some, too. I mean, like, not. I'm not trying to like jam it down everyone's throat, but it is extremely fun. Like, I think everyone has a really good time and gets really into it. So, yeah. And I mean, unlike the FPL Cup where you just lose immediately, I mean, you at minimum have those three of three game weeks worth where you're in the group to to duke it out. So it's not like you're not going to have a one and done feels bad. I mean, you can obviously get one and one and done in the knockout round, but you know, it usually prolongs for a little while. So, yeah, it's good banter. Everyone yeah. seems to enjoy it. So, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. All right, dude. So, it's been a while. We got tons of questions, we got tons of topics, etc. Any like team you'd want to start with? There's tons of new managers and things happening. Yeah. Um, I just because I mean I usually don't like, pour over the questions, but I, I think we should probably use a question. This should be like a question based pod because pretty much everything looked like it was there. The only thing I did want to just talk about for a quick moment is. Newcastle. I mean, if we've wa- and and Villa now they have Mings back, not really, but Newcastle right now look like the most exploitable, like captain against kind of team that we've had all season. To me, um, I mean, they've they've suffered so so many injuries, and they just look completely inept defensively right now. They just don't have any bodies anymore. Yeah, that that and, was actually uh, Jono's question, which I I like this okay. question a lot. He said, with a lot of the bad teams getting better lately, I think he's probably talking about like Watford and West Ham, which opposition team should we be now be targeting to get assets against and against and which stats do you put the most weight into when determining these teams to target? And I think Newcastle's a great example of that. Yeah, I mean Newcastle are completely incompetent both at both ends of the pitch. Like you, yeah. you autom- you really think that it's going to be a clean when you face them, and you expect goals against at this point. I mean, you just look at their FPL page and you look at the little yield sign next to everyone's name. It's basically half the team, if not more. So I just wanted to just mention that. I mean, you know, they have Wolves and they have Chelsea and then Villa. So you know, we have a few teams coming up that. 
that are going up against Newcastle that, you know, definitely looks like an exploitable kind of kind of team to me. I just want, just wanted to kind of mention yeah, that. I mean, that, yeah, I mean, it's funny because they have points on the table, which are good, and they might actually not go down. But by all the stats people, they're easily the worst team in the league. Like, they yeah. basically create nothing in attack and have no mode of attack that's good or sustainable. And then defensively, they park a bus, but they don't do it well. They have the second highest XG against in the league. So they park a yeah. bus, but they still concede good chances and good shots all the time. Yeah, and I think also, like, to that question, you mentioned, like, the kind of, like, XG created kind of that stat for, like, judging the yeah. attack as the team is useful. But defensively, I mean, I think you do really need to use eye test a lot because... I mean, defensive stats, like team defensive stats, mm-hmm. are difficult to read much into on a good day. But, like you mentioned, right? Newcastle, I think comparing them to a team like Palace is kind of appropriate. You know, we both, both us and Newcastle set up every game with eight men behind the ball. I mean, they're usually, you know, with three center back. I mean, we're in two deep banks of four. But the difference is when you watch the two teams is that, you know, we, Palace, are actually organized and like they look like they are blocking everything and they, you know, they look like they're limiting opposition to chances and stuff. Meanwhile, Newcastle kind of just like make little individual errors and just, I mean, especially more also lately that everyone's dead. I mean, that, that yeah, puts no, an extra kind factor. of liar. Yeah, yeah, that's a huge factor. And I mean, we have everyone dead as well, but just, at the same time, like we're playing Reed of all that left back, and you know, we lost Sacco, and we're playing fucking Kuyate at center back. I mean, our right backs, Martin Kelly, who's a center back. Like, we have, if not worse, equal injuries to defense as Newcastle, and we're still, you know, we let in one goal again against Norwich, you know, really kind of at the, at the off, and then we look pretty solid ish yeah. for the rest of the game. Meanwhile, Newcastle probably should have conceded. Six in that game. Yeah. If they didn't rotate nine player, I mean, it should they they played like a six or seven nil loss. If, yeah, if I mean, Ian Nacho had that, had that chance on the Perez yeah. cross, and and Iose had another really good chance. They were just it was just ridiculous. And I, yeah, and I mean, this is also the team retained one center back and one goalkeeper from their first team. They played an entire team of second second team. And they should have they looked they did them three nil and they should have scored more to the second team. So I mean if they played, you know, a strong team, it, who knows what could have happened in that game. So yeah. So I, I think mean, that's you know, why we also have party, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it's completely. I mean a hundred percent. But yeah. I think that really can because we saw Newcastle, I guess, for like those two games kind of look really off it. And then this really just kind of consolidated like, holy shit, this is a fucking horrible team right now. So yeah, yeah Wolves I, like I, Jim and, you know, Doc and all that shit this week's probably a good place to be. Yeah. And I think another one that you mentioned is Aston Villa for targeting teams. I mean, they, they got a nice win away at Burnley, which is not an easy thing to do, but. They still conceded a ton of chances that Burnley yeah. had an XG of two point five. Like no heat. Burnley, big. Had, Burnley had twenty one shots. Like this is Burnley we're talking about, you know? Yeah. yeah, no Heaton and he's experimenting with the back three, he's still playing like all of the attacking mids and wing backs and shit and I don't know. They're just a bad team. And they have one superstar yeah. player and Mings is also pretty good and that's it. I I, I just don't know. I, I feel really good if any of my players are playing against Aston Villa, defensively yeah, or and offensively. I mean, yeah, yeah, me, I I agree. I think it, they're a step above, like you know, Newcastle for yeah. sure. But yeah, yeah, 
Eaton does paper over a lot of cracks. I mean, how many times do you have we seen him make you know really like worldy kind of diving saves? I don't think that that's going to go missing now that they don't have him for the rest of the season. I mean, they're they're probably going to leak a few more, but. I mean, I don't know. They've also looked really bad since they lost McGinn just going forward. And I mean, now they don't have Wesley. They just don't have a striker. So, I mean, I don't think it should be difficult to game plan against just marking Jack the lad out of the game. And then they're just done. I mean, that just neutralizes them. They have a bunch of bad players left. Yeah. So, yeah, Villa in trouble. I like Villa more, I think, for the clean sheet than attacking because I think he's going to have to really like. He's gonna have to play like marvelous and Doug Louise. Like he's got to he's he's got to set up defensively with this team. They don't have a fucking striker anymore. Yeah, right? that's what they did against Burnley. They had the three center backs, yeah. marvelous and Louise, yeah. two wing backs. They still, and, and they three. still fucking got ripped apart. That's yeah, thing. who knows? Maybe they are. Yeah, maybe they are really bad. I'm not sure. I need yeah. more. I need to see them all more. I think. Yeah, I feel like as of now, because right. I mean, that's the genesis of John's question, right? It's like. All of these other teams that have been on the bottom, like basically all season, are now like West Ham. I don't know. Maybe they'll be a little more solid and better under Moyes. Like Norwich have have definitely like turned the corner since their run of being horrifically bad. Watford have been fucking great since Pearson came. Um, you know, a lot of these teams are like Southampton look good now for for a while now. So yeah, there's not that many. Really horrible teams, but I think yeah, I think Newcastle and Villa are definitely among them. Yeah, and I think that point you made is is the really why we're kind of looking at these few teams, right? Because there just aren't a lot of pushovers. I mean, Burnley maybe you could also lump them in this cat this uh, conversation. Yeah. Like those four teams, I would say are like the the best teams you the best fixtures for like FPL players. Probably. Yeah, which is it's just crazy how much of a difference like the Premier League is season to season because last year we had yeah. Fulham and Huddersfield. Like two of the worst yeah. teams you've ever seen in the Premier League, and this yeah. year there's just no one. No one's that bad, probably. Yeah, I I do definitely want to throw Palace's hat in the ring here because, I mean, we yeah, just Palace lost Millie. Millie losing him for a few games is going to really hurt us because it's going to leave us an extra man short in midfield. We also lost Mayer, who was playing a little bit. So, I mean, we are going to, and Sacco's back, mom's back dead. He's going to be out for a while. So, I mean, we're going to be looking back. I mean, Kelly's still playing right back. We're still going to have Tomo, who's fit, and I think Cahill's fit. And then yeah. we're probably going to still have to have to run with Riedewald, who's also fucking has a knock, but he should make it. So he's still playing left back. But, I mean, we're going to be playing like McCarthy, MacArthur, and Kuyate probably in the midfield three. Something like that with like Wilf and and I. I mean, it's just it's yeah, bad. Pa- it's just really are definitely bad. bad. But yeah, Roy seems to be able to conjure up at least organization, no matter how yeah. bad the players are, and that's that's kind of the difference yeah. between them and Newcastle. I I I do think we're due like a hiding very soon. It'll I, happen. I, I, we yeah, it'll we happen. could have let up three against to Norwich. I mean, we we got. I think they hit the bar. Like we got a couple little lucky breaks in that one. We were playing Norwich, which is also always a fortunate thing. But I mean, we have Arsenal City coming up. I wouldn't be surprised to see like a four nil loss for us in one of those two. I games. mean, I kind of want to just segue this into talking about City because. Yeah. Their next two are away Villa and Home Palace, two of the four yep. teams we just talked about. And I really think that, you know, their attack is still excellent, like maybe best yep. in the league. And obviously 
pretty much everyone has Kevin at this point, and I just want to get something else. But I don't know. Alex and Slack said, last pot Alon was saying Coon's always worth his price. Is that still true with Jesus actually looking good for $2 million cheaper? How many minutes do you think both will get for the rest of the season? And Rydale and Slack said, should Coon owners keep the faith and hold for the Villa game? I mean, you definitely keep the faith there, right? Yeah, well, we had... Just one thing, just from a lineup standpoint. I mean, this is usually folly, but just to say this out loud. I mean, Kuhn played 90 against Port Vale, the FA Cup game, but they have a Carabao Cup. We're recording on Monday. They have a Carabao Cup game midweek, and then they play, you know, weekend. So, I mean, I was looking at that team sheet thinking, you know, Kuhn needs minutes in his legs. He played zero, you know, the, the game week before, which was kind of expected. He, you know, he's back from a long injury, you know, to, to run him out on short rest yeah. two starts in a row didn't didn't make too much sense. But if Jesus plays midweek, I think that's a pretty good indicator that Kuhn will play, you know, at the weekend. So, um, yeah, I mean, I have Aguero, and obviously when him and Vardy, like, I have fucking twenty million on my bench for, you know, that's great, but. I'm gonna hold in Captain Kuhn against Villa as long as Jesus plays midweek. I feel like, you know, this is kind of why I got him. Was looking at these kind of this little window and, you know, hopefully he, he repays the faith. You know, I don't, maybe I'll get rid of him after that. I'm not sure I'll have to, to, to play it by ear at that moment, but there's, al- there's also another thing that is sort of out of nowhere. Pep played back to back three center backs, like two wing yeah. back system, three, four, Three or three, four, one, two, whatever you want to call it. So, I mean, there is a real shout of like a Kuhn and Jesus up top or something like that, which would be really fun and good. I mean, obviously on Wednesday it was Je- yeah, on Wednesday it was Jesus and Mares, and against Port Vale it was Kuhn and someone I can't remember. Um, I don't know, just something to monitor there. I don't know if he's going to stick with it or not, yeah. but. He had more. He had Foden, I think, pushed up in the Portville game. Yeah, um, but so what, yeah, definitely. Is Mares? I don't know what to. do Yeah, with I mean, Mares. I definitely wanted, definitely wanted to touch on Mares. I mean, his stats have been like really out of control over the last like kind of few, and you know he's got three returns in his last three starts, and he played forty five against Wolves. That was his blank. Um, you know, he's he's usually not good on bonus because he like tries to affect the game, and when he makes mistakes, like. Doing, trying to do good things instead of doing nothing, which is we know is better for bonus points. So that's a little, yeah, way better. So that always is like a little bit of a feel bad with him. But David's back. um, I mean, that was what I was mainly concerned about with Mars is like how do how does he fit all of these kind of parts into the team with Raz and and playing one of the strikers and then having like Davidi's been having to kind of play in the position that Mars would sort of play over on the left side maybe usually but you know just that that like kind of cam kind of role so well yeah because it also I'm, knocks like Bernardo out of the team which he yeah. he plays yeah. wing and, and exchanges yeah. with Mara well, so yeah. Well, he's been playing Bernardo back in midfield, which we've been waiting and dying yeah. for. So, yeah. I mean, I think that that's a really positive thing. I mean, that's really what's freed up Mars' spot. Yeah, but, but now I mean, David's back, so I don't still, know if that'll yeah, stay. Yeah, now David's back. Exactly. So we don't know if that'll stay. Because, I mean, David just doesn't have the engine anymore to play in the midfield. I mean, it's very, it's, it's pretty clear. I mean, Pep's been doing everything in his power to avoid that this season. Um, so, I mean, I think that's, you know, you have that caveat of just that's a concern. Mares didn't play against Port Vale, so I mean we're probably expecting him to start midweek, which yeah. is another concern. But you know he is eight four, which you know I see a lot of people with like Ali are getting twitchy or I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's obviously a big punt, 
And, you know, you can make a long list of arguments like pros and con against Mares, but I mean, he's fun. He's exciting. He has a high upside. You know, again, the stats have been really, really good. And, you know, his returns probably aren't his, and he's looked good. I mean, he's, he's looked to me, I tend to look good. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's not best attacker, sort of. Yeah. 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 So maybe he's just playing himself into the side. I mean, not sure, but yeah, it's definitely a leap of faith, but. Yeah, I, I think you could do worse, and but it, yeah. you know, you you know that it's a punt. I mean, it's not a safe like oh, Maddo or like Tony. You know, he's not going to be a reliable you know set in your team, and you know you don't have to worry about the team sheet like you are shitting yourself as usual with Pep. But yeah, one of the things I was also looking at is that so he hasn't gotten zero minutes in a game since game like yeah, twelve. Like, he he always subs on or he starts and. That's usually really bad because one pointers yeah. are worse than getting your auto sub bench guy. But even over that course where he's played 18 minutes, 25 minutes, 20 minutes, 45 minutes in four of the matches, even in that stretch, he's still averaging 4.78 points per game, which is like elite. That's like, you know, on track to like 185 ish points on a season. So he, yeah. he's just been so good every time he does start that actually his average is still good even though sometimes he plays 18 minutes or whatever. Yeah, that's a good point. So I don't know. I mean, the difference might be he might start playing zero minutes more because the team is a little deeper once David is back. But that isn't necessarily bad as, because yeah. if you have a bench, then you're getting in like Cantwell you know, every once or in a Rico. while. Or I mean, yeah, fuck. amazing. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> you're getting some auto stuff every once in a while and, and then you're getting the starts in the other time. I mean, it's definitely frustrating and terrifying and like you said, not safe and he's definitely not nailed. I would never associate him with that word. But it is a really, really high upside and they have a couple really good fixtures before a really bad run. I don't know. It's, it's a punt maybe worth exploring. And the other thing too is, I mean, where are we spending our money, right? I mean, we have Kane dead, we have Obbs playing reverse out of position. I mean, you know, we have the mid, the Liverpool mids, who obviously are good it's and like expensive. Ke- Kevin but, and both Liverpool mids and Vardy is like that's where a yeah. lot of money is spent. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, there is definitely room now with our budgets to be able to shoehorn in like an eight four kind of little iffy pick yeah. if you're if you're looking for something there, and you know, to catch lightning in a bottle, perhaps. So what do you think about Kuhn? Because I mean, I mean, we're, we'll do our transfers later, but you know, I'm I have to deal with Kane. I'm very interested in Kuhn, but I'm how scared are you of Jesus and him just like switching off or something like that? I don't know. I mean, I, I've honestly not spent that much time thinking about it because yeah. it seems like a foolish kind of like mental exercise. Yeah, I definitely am worried. All the time about a lot of things with my team, and Kuhn is just on that long list. But I don't have, you know, insights. I still think that Jesus is half the striker Kuhn is, and him scoring a brace against fucking shit ass team doesn't like change my mind. Yeah. Um, I think Kuhn would still be his first choice. That's kind of where I've been sitting too. Is like my assumption is that Kuhn is still just first choice and the best striker. Yeah. So I kind of want him. I mean, we haven't been able to get really any second city attacker all season. Like Raz has been yeah. 
underperforming, playing a terrible position. Mars is in and out of the side. David and Bernardo are not good picks. Kuhn's been injured. Like, I don't know. I want another City player, and I kind of want Aguero, but I'm a little bit scared. I don't know. Yeah, I'm 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 scared, but I also love him. So I'm just like, you know, I mean, I'm doing so badly this year. I'm almost like mailed it in at this point kind of in terms of doing like the smart safe thing. Like I don't have I mean, whatever, it doesn't matter to talk about that, but yeah, I think it's just it's just a huge risk. I mean, he's a fucking fortune and yeah. you know, the fixtures do turn soon, but you know, like picking him over, you know, Mane or Mo or whatever is definitely not, you know, smart, quote unquote smart thing to do. Fine. But it's fun, I guess. It's, I mean, he played zero minutes. That wasn't fun, but I yeah, it's know. just crazy to be again. Just talking about my individual situation, but to be on two frees and have ten point nine million Kane that has to go. It's just like I could get Kuhn, I could get Mane, I could get fucking anyone. So I just all these guys I've been thinking about for you know the past like five days or whatever. And I'm just I just. I want Kuhn, and then I'm like, but it's risky, and then I'm like, I'll get Mane, and I have to mortgage out the rest of my team to make money for Mane, and it's just like, fuck, I don't know what to do. Yeah, I think you know, you, you're it's you're right to consider him. I mean, you, sh- you know, you should consider a lot of all the players basically when you when you have the situation. But yeah, I mean, I think there's just a lot of risk there. Yeah, it's like I mean, he's also the it's also the, the Champions League, right? Starting up again, so yeah, it's more more headache. Yeah, the risk factor is something that I've been kind of trying to dip into because I'm also really low rank and having a really bad season. And I'm like, okay, who's who can gain me points on the field? You know, like Kuhn goes on some sort of run, like that's flying. That's how we get back in there or something like that. So I've been also sort of like desperately looking for that guy. And I don't know who it is. Yeah, and I mean the one other thing... You know, maybe we can move off this after and soon, but City, I still believe to be like the most likely to score four or five. I mean, we're watching Liverpool, you know, just managing the games, and they no one can touch them or lay a glove, as as Wilder appropriately put it after his his two nil uh, disassembly. But you know, City still. I mean, Laporte's coming back soon, but you know, they're just attack the whole game and they push like two. He wants to play like a two five. Three formation all the time or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's another thing which you know in Kuhn's favor is that he does have that you know right. little in the back of your mind like maybe this is the quad return game, which is like unthinkable to me for Mo or Mane at this point. Cause yeah, they just, and that's and that's why I wanted to go there. But yeah, yeah. yeah so all right, just maybe speaking of Liverpool, we got some Liverpool questions. Um, Thunshot on Slack. Is there any case to be made for VVD over Robbo to avoid rotation, or is Robbo just worth the extra for the attacking returns? Chucky said, how high priority is the double pool D? Should we be putting out other fires and aiming to bring in Jomez for 24, the double? And JFO said, for those of us contemplating double pool D, how would you rank the defenders after Trent? I'm assuming that if money is not an issue, it would go Robbo, then VVD, then Gomez. But if we're taking money into consideration, what non-Trent pool defender gives us the most Bang for our buck, quid for our buck. <laughs> Bang for our quid. Um. So what do you? I mean, I think VVD and Robbo is just fucking flip a coin. I don't. No, I I definitely think Robbo's better. Do you really? Yeah, I mean, he has like five more points. Like, what's why is he definitely better? 
Well, I just think over the course of the season, that'll grow. I mean, he... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he just got a 12-pointer on just like a nice cross, little tap-in situation. That happens all the time. Like, he still crosses a million times per game. BVD has three goals in the season. One was against Norwich game week one, and two were the game that I was at game week 14. I mean, like, maybe he'll finish the season with like five goals or something like that. I don't know, but I just think Robbo's still going to get a ton of assists and and just pull ahead a little bit. And he's barely, he's 0.6 more, more expensive. Like, it's not... Yeah. It's not that All much. Right, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm I mean, that. it's close. They're both good, no question. But if you were making like a limitless team, I mean, it would, I would definitely take him All right. over. All right, I'm fine with that. It's weird. It's just kind of like I brought up the point last week that we talked about like thinking back to game week one evaluations and stuff like that. And it's... It's like we should all probably just be doing that with Liverpool. Like all the defensive metrics, they're basically the best at everything. They have five straight cleans in the league. It's just back to game week one where we thought they would be. So it's just, yeah, double seems extremely good. But how do you weigh the double defense versus the double Mo Mane? Because you've been anti that for weeks. Yeah, I mean, I still, that's still where my head's at. I think it just makes more sense to not, you know, go in with both of the mids when they're cleaning at this rate. And I, you know, it, it's obviously as well very team dependent. Like if you have an easy double switch, like, you know, you have Kane or whatever, right? Like you yeah. have a, you could double switch him in. That's something else. But, you know, the, the ceiling, I mean, this is what we saw last season a lot, which is why we were, I, mean, I don't, did you start with two Liverpool defenders? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, we both started with two Liverpool defenders and Mo. Everyone I mean, basically did, for the dude. didn't ever yeah, very much. Yeah. Well, a lot of I don't know, but, but anyway, I mean, we, the reasoning why we were doing that was mainly because of just the value, and you know, Mane scores a goal and has an eight pointer. You know, that's the same amount of points as every fucking defender, and you know, they're half the price. Yep. And you know, Mo got a couple of bonus points, so he you know outpaced a little bit, but. You know, that's more or less what you're going to be seeing, you know, kind of, in my opinion. I mean, they're just not going for big cricket scores. And, you know, if you obviously have a higher, like, upside ceiling by getting Mo and Mane, they, they're obviously, like, winning games and they're pretty much involved in every single goal, at least an assist from if you have both. But, you know, they're, it's still like 25 million of your budget or 20, whatever it is. It's just so expensive. So, I, I mean, I guess you you could take a peek at kind of what your rank is, you know, where you're going otherwise. Like, if you feel good about other defenses and it's not that hard for you to get the double midfield in, it's, I mean, that's fine. There's definitely arguments. I don't think it's like you're dumb if you don't do this. I yeah, think, of course, of you course. know, both sides definitely have, you know, pros as well as cons as, as normally, you know, things are in FPL. But yeah, I just think it makes a lot more, it makes much more sense to me. It's not only just for the double, but just moving forward, even when they have all these really easy fixtures to, uh, to have the defender and, and not have to spend, you know, 25 on two players, you know, yeah. only I, I think one, I whole agree deal. there. I think the value is just too good. Just give me, give me the double defender plus. F- Five million and just one of the mids. Yeah, I think it's just better. I mean, that said, I mean, I'm looking at my team like, okay, well, gaming 24, I can easily turn Kuhn into Mane. So, I mean, am I going to do that? I don't know. I mean, we have like, because the other thing that, you know, we kind of haven't really picked a side, but there have been a lot of like really 
under five million defenders in the game this year that are like really good. So that is like the enabler kind of argument I think for Mane is that you know you could go Trent and four defenders who are under five. I mean we all have Lundstrom I guess Lundstrom, still, but Soy, yeah, like, yeah. You know I whatever. mean pick Holgate now. I mean any Watford you yeah. could go double or if not even triple Sheffield soon on, on twenty five. They have a nice run. You know there's just a lot of enablers back there. So you know you could also you know just do that right. I mean you can go with with Trent or, or whoever your defender is probably Trent and you know go with with a, with four you know kind of budget guys and go three four three or whatever and have Mo and Mana. You know that's probably easy I guess to, both easy. So what we're do. saying is you could talk yourself into either side and we kind of like either side. Like I yeah. think we both like the idea of the value more in the yes. defenders, yeah. but the thing is there's also no one in the game as good as Mana and Mo. So right. it's like when you start talking about value, then it's like, where are you spending that five mil? And if it's right. like fucking right. sun, then it's like, well, no, give me the fucking Liverpool mids because yeah. stars right. are trash. Right. right. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I mean, the other thing, I mean, you know, this has been a big topic on Slack and stuff in the last week or two about Game Week 24. I mean, everyone's like, oh, like, first of all, Game Week 24 is in three weeks, so everyone calm down. We all know how much changes every week. I mean, people are trying to fucking drop Martial right now because he blanked once after scoring three and two. It's like, that's <laughs> the game we play. But, you know, it's it's also just realizing that, you know, this isn't a clear-cut thing, right? It's like you... Have your preference, but you know when you're discussing it or, or talking about it, you know at least like back up what your reasons are, and as long as you know you understand the risks that are going in with both, or you know where you're spending the money, just so that you have that awareness of what the decision is, instead of just you know blindly following. Like yeah, you know, that kind I of agree. Deal. And we deal. we always say who's the other guy, and it's like that's yeah, so important, uh, yeah. and no one ever talks about that. Like, well, who's the guy you're getting with the extra five mil? Is it Maddo or is it like you know some Adama Traore? And it's like well. Okay, I don't trust that anymore. If it's a Dama, you know, whatever it is. Um, yeah, I mean, we could just talk about the double JBN. So I said, why are we going mental over single hammers versus Reds match? It's one extra game. No one's really considering West Ham assets for that match. People literally tearing their squads apart and using transfers all over the place. I think we need a chill. Wake me up when three or more teams have double game weeks. I mean, I don't even particularly want to address that comment. All right, let's just not talk about it then. I want yeah. three Liverpool players. That's all you need to know. Yeah, I mean, everyone, no one's ripping their team up to get Liverpool. They're the best team in the fucking league, so yeah. everyone should have three players. I mean, it's like, what yeah, are we yeah, talking yeah. about here? Um, I mentioned Spurs being trash. We got a ton of Spurs questions. Um, Wolfgang, Sharson, Scouts, Brad on Slack all asking, what are your thoughts on Spurs players going forward? We got Ryan Hemmings and Cambier asking how Kane's injury affects are feeling towards Spurs. Lucas asking about thoughts on Sun with Kane out, and Adam Beasley on Slack asking about Sun plus double pool defense versus Mo and Mane and one pool defender. I, that's basically what I was just saying. Yeah. So yeah. I, I mean, where are we at on Spurs? I mean, we had the little bit of a bounce, then we've had a fucking not bounce, the opposite of a bounce, and now Kane's <laughs> out, and I they draw against some horrible team in the cup, and I, where are we at with them? Well, what do you? I mean, what do you see in this? Because I mean, it's you know, I was kind of like I got rid of Kane right when Sun yeah, died because yeah. of basically the same thing. But I mean, what do you what do you see without Kane in this team? We saw his lineup against Burrow. I mean, they he just basically played all the attackers and they 
barely scored a goal to force a replay. Yeah, I mean, Sun's heat map is still very wide, and he only had one shot. Lucas was kind of the guy that was central, if anyone. Like, he had four shots, and he scored their own only goal. You know, he was kind of getting in there. And they just played like a 3-5-2 with Lucas. Uh, I don't really know. But, yeah, I mean, it seems like he came out in the press conference and said, like, he doesn't consider Sun or Lucas as strikers. He said it multiple times. Like, Spurs played without a striker. They did what they can. They can't play like a number nine they can't play like harry kane so i don't know we've seen well, there's i mean there's a different like i'm reading between those lines is like yeah no fucking shit they're midfielders but when you're strike your only striker on the team's out it doesn't matter what you consider them but you're gonna have to play someone for this forward central yeah and they're gonna have to make up for the lack of shots i guess that like you lose yeah. with kane but yeah i mean i don't know i mean the first thing for me that i was looking at when i was looking at spurs and just looking around is just like, all right, well, they have home Liverpool. So yeah, fuck, fuck off. Yeah. Marino's just going to park a bus and I want no interest in any of their players and it's going to be bad. And three weeks from now, they have home city. So that's also just a nightmare. And even honestly, at Watford is like, that's turned into a difficult fixture. So what are we even talking about? Like, I don't want any of their players for three out of the next four. I want yeah, them for home think- Norwich and I want them for a wave villa in 26. And so, yeah. That's bad. I think that's yeah. I think that that hits the nail on the head. I mean, we can obviously speculate right now yeah. as to like Son, Lucas, and Ollie, you know, and and Erickson to a lesser extent, like who's going to play where and and whatever. But I mean, the fact of the matter is, with Kane, I mean they've they've looked bad recently, so they have tough fixtures, and we're it's all guesswork right now as to. Who is playing where? So I'm just using this opportunity to try and just scout them and see because the difference between when when Kane's like when Sun's out versus when Kane's out is like when Kane's out, you know, someone is going to be if not one, maybe even two players are going to be out of position. Yeah, and you know, Kane was reverse out of position if anything. So I mean, whether it's Lucas, whether it's Ali, whether it's Sun, I mean, there should be some kind of better position for someone there and there should be more FPL relevance or value in my opinion when Kane's out versus when like the one or two of the midfielders are out so I would I'm just like kind of eagerly watching I mean Liverpool there's no point of watching that but I'm like the Watford game like I want to see what he does in that Watford game and you know kind of see how he sets up and then I mean Norwich probably probably with City right on the horizon I would say maybe at Villa gaming 26 would be the time to invest and that way we'd have like a couple more data points uh, with the Watford and Norwich game so I, I think it's just like a monitor and I do think like if you have Ali or, or if you have you know I mean I don't see Lucas in many teams but I like that sell like when they have Liverpool and City coming up soon and yeah. you know that's a that's a very important spot in our squads and you know yes Ali might be playing like a second striker role or or a support striker getting forward, maybe even similar to what he was doing before, but you know he's expensive, and you know like I'd rather have like Mares. Yeah, exactly. Or, I, I'm, you know, I'm even totally with you or, there. And yeah. the thing with scouting them until away Villa is that Kane's probably back then. He's four to I six he weeks. Was out for, oh, I thought it was way longer than that. I thought I saw four to six weeks, and that's that's over a month from now. So it's like okay, I thought I he just, was out for a few months. Oh, really? I don't, yeah, maybe I maybe I didn't see the uh, the correct thing. Oh, let me pull up dinnery. But yeah, I mean, I was gonna I was gonna back what you were saying. Also, and that they've been so bad lately is like they just played Southampton, who again have turned a corner and are a pretty good team, and they're not going to get relegated, etc. But they were down in that match from the 17th minute on, and they created 
absolutely nothing. Yeah, he's out until at least March. Oh, really? Oh, fuck. Long? I totally fucked that up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he so, yeah, like so. had a he tore no, he tore his hammy. He's fucking he's fucked. Yeah, okay. I didn't realize he was out for that long. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you though. Scout them. These fixtures are bad. I don't want any of their players right now. Yeah. Um all right, so that's that covered. I mean, so we still have I think Everton and Arsenal that are things to talk about because Everton have a really good sure. run and a lot of their players are really cheap and that's cool. So let's just start there. So Ryan Hemmingson's like, which wagon would you rather jump on and whom? Everton with Dean, Sidibe, and Calvert-Lewin or Watford with Saar, Dini, and Jerry D. So we could talk about Watford too. Dying Alone and Ozzy asking about DCL, Calvert-Lewin, and do it on Slack. Said, how do you feel about Dean, Sidibe, and Holgate? Is Holgate the best option given his price? Yeah, I think it's a good kind of thing to look at the Everton players with Watford because they do kind of have like similarly priced, maybe not the defenders as much, but like yeah, Dini Dini's been looking really good since he moved yeah, back really, up top really, and then yeah. like four two three one, he's just back to kind of well shit house, like has the pens, the whole deal. And he's you know, he's like point three more expensive than DCL. Um yeah, I mean Everton they did not play well against the under twenty three Liverpool team yesterday. See, I did you watch the game or did you just watch? I watched the or extendeds. Yeah, I watched the extendeds, like the thirteen. I watched deal. the first maybe fifty minutes before I had to leave for NFL things, and they created like three massive chances. Like I think that they, you know, it's like LOL, they lose to the kids, whatever. But like they honestly should have scored two or three goals in the first half, and probably that would have been game over. I thought that yeah, they maybe. actually did a good job creating chances. Like DCL had a good chance. Holgate had a point blank header. Rich had a good chance. Like I thought in general it worked the way it was supposed to, and they just didn't score the goals that they should have scored. Okay. So, I mean, does that just make you more bullish on, you know, DCL and. Yeah. I mean, Rich the, the, the next defender? five are incredibly good. Given that the four after the next five are away Arsenal, home Manchester United, away Chelsea, home Liverpool. So, nightmare. But for the next five, I really like Rich and I really like DCL. Yeah. I mean, I think the next, I mean, the next five, to be fair, are pretty much equivalent for Watford. They have Bournemouth, Spurs, Villa, Everton, Brighton. So I think the fixtures there's kind of a, I mean, maybe a little hedge to Everton, but pretty similar. But, you know, Saar at like two million less than Rich is a big difference. And I just feel like Dini is a more reliable kind of FPL point getter than, than DCL. I mean, I still, I like DCL. He's getting better every time I watch them, but. I don't know. D- Dini's like just renaissance. Like I, the wa- last couple of games is just him doing the the Dini things. And yeah, he's been really, really good. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like Dini's, he always just kind of ticks. And I mean, DCL had the brace, but you know that's against Newcastle, and you know he still gets a lot of headed chances, and he's obviously improving. But I'm not. I'm just. I don't know. I, I'm. I guess I'm a little torn here. I wasn't really looking at. I mean, I'm. Meanwhile, fucking dick in my hand with Neil Maupay on my team. God damn it. Why? But why is everyone so down on him all of a sudden? I'm just sad. I, he's just like he blanked versus Chelsea he, and he returned in the. Other he should have. No, I know. I mean, he should have scored that chance yeah, he, he had scored. at the end, but. It, he's just like was a build-up merchant against Chelsea. Like he, they just didn't get 
shots. Like they yeah, looked I, good and Chelsea. had moments, but I'm like, like I didn't expect him fucking... to like brace versus Chelsea or something. Like they Chelsea's better. Yeah, I, I, I understand, but I'm still just like, oh god. Yeah, he has really good fixtures. I still feel fine with Neil, but all right, all right, all right. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm gonna hold him, but. Yeah, what do you think know. though between like Dini and DCL? Yeah, I think it's close. I mean, Dini is having a really weird like since Pearson came back, his shots have been zero five one five zero in the league, which is really weird. Like he five shots and two goals for Villa. Yeah, five he shots, does have one, a couple pens too. Yeah, so I think it's a yeah, bit maybe, inflated. Maybe and yeah, I, that's true. That's true. And I think that. Rich is just, I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. DCL and Everton are just like a little better. bit better uh, going forward. I mean, and I, I do honestly okay. prefer their fixtures. I mean, like we can laugh at Spurs all we want, but home Spurs compared to yeah, like home Newcastle is like yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, even yeah, home yeah. Everton for Watford compared to like home Brighton and home Palace for Everton is also like not close to me so yeah i okay. do like the fixtures a lot more and I, I, he's just okay. been so good he just yeah. i don't know like ancelotti singing his praises definitely like sways me a little too like the jowls just rumbling about like yeah. he has everything he you know blah 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 it's just like yes dcl get in yeah. there yeah okay so i guess dcl we're on dcl there yeah but i do love sar and i think that sar is a real pick and i think that six two for him is very nice and affordable and really really good and his numbers are also really good yeah a lot of shots you know a lot of shots in the box yeah he's he's, six two is is he should make a mockery of that price yeah and since since pearson came in Sars like fantasy goal involvement while he's on the pitch is fifty percent. So fifty percent yeah. of the goals that Watford score, he either is scoring or assisting. And yeah. Jerry has like the most chances created for forwards in that time. Sars fifth in shots for mids in that time, third for big chances in that time. Like they're just playing really well, and their guys are good picks. Yeah. And I mean, basically, they are just hitting on the counter really well. I mean, they have Sar and yep. Jerry who are both very pacey. Dini really good hold up. I mean, he pushed Decore up in the into the hole, who's just like a good kind of shit house, kind of good with the ball at his feet and stuff too. So yeah, I mean, yep. you see why it's working. He kind of just went back to basics, and yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree, Alex. Sar. So yeah, so what about defensively? We didn't talk about defense at all. So who do you like on Everton? Who do you like on Watford? Well, Watford suddenly have like no options because everyone's either red carded or injured. So I mean, Cathcart's Ma- basically the only like alive nailed human. I think Ma- Mariapa, I think, is nailed. Well, he's he's banned. So not anymore. He because the because of the cup or whatever. I think he's back. I think he got three games. Didn't he get straight? He got straight red. But why isn't he? He should be flagged then and on the site. Yeah, he is. Mariapa? Oh, I'm talking about. I'm sorry. I'm talking about Cabaselli. Oh yeah, yeah. No, Mariapa, Mariapa should be nailed right back. Sucks. He's not like an attacking right back, but he's nailed and he's four two. He sucks. So I, I, I can't mean, they, endorse him. Yeah. All right. I, I endorse him. Fine. He's gonna play. I don't endorse. I don't endorse him. I think he's horrible. I mean, dude, he has ten points on the season. You can't not endorse that. <laughs> I have Rico. I, I can not. I can endorse whoever I want. Yeah, you have Rico. You want negative twos? You go Mariapa. That's the difference. Um. Everton, I just the only thing with Everton that's really doing my head in is they have five games and then it's like 
must sell dumpster fire auto kill yeah, yourself. Yeah, that's a problem for a month, and you can't really have that. So you're kind of booking a couple transfers there to, to try and spike a few cleans over the five, which you could do. Yeah, you could but, do. I mean, I guess you could do. I mean, and you know, you have Sadibe playing out of position, who doesn't. Then, if that's the case, if he keeps playing out of position, I mean, he played three at the back he, this weekend. He played Coleman behind him. I mean, if he keeps doing that, then it doesn't matter the fixtures. You start him every game. But you know, I, I mean, Holgate at four four, he misses a big chance every game, which is going to be really enjoyable. I'm sure if you own him to watch that. But <laughs> at four four, it's the kind of spot that you could rotate. But like, if you're spending five seven on Dean, you're kind of hard up against it. And he's, I don't know, I mean, he's been, he's still creating a bunch of chances like on the season, like numbers and shit. But Siggy's taking all the set pieces now. Yeah, I'm not sure. Five seven's really steep for him. I, I feel I mean, like he'll so have. I, a, I feel like he'll have one, maybe one like double pointer. digit. In this five game yeah. run, but like maybe yeah, not maybe. anything more than that. But the thing with yeah. Sidibe is just his bonus points have been crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. they lose 2 1 to City and he gets two bones. Like, what the hell is yeah. that? That's insane. Well, I mean, surely someone who works for FPL Towers is just bottom. So that's always a good sign to chase those players. Yeah. So Sidibe, I think, seems really good. Holgate, if you're going cheap. Yeah. I, I like basically all three options, really. Yeah, I guess the the problem with Dean is that someone that expensive you're not okay to bench. So I guess yeah, that's what you were saying. Yeah, and but, I mean Sadibe's base they're they're pretty close in price, but I think that 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 out of position shout kind of hedges him yeah, a little that makes bit it better. ahead. And you know he is a few cheaper, but yeah, yeah. I mean yeah, it's not. I feel like getting someone in for five weeks and then selling them is not that big a deal. Like in my head, I'm like, okay, no, maybe I'll yeah. get DCL for Kane, and then in five weeks I'll turn him into like Ings or something. Once because their yeah. fixtures swap. Yeah, the the one thing though, I mean, honestly, looking at Watford is to be a bit cautious. Granted, you know, Cathcart's four three or whatever, but. They have been really bad on the road, really good at home under Pearson. And, you know, from game week 22 to game week 31, they have one startable defensive home fixture. So, I mean, that's nine game weeks. They have, they have home Everton. Every other home is like a top four. And then all the other good, good fixtures are away where they've not looked good. So that's a big, Big flag to me. I'm not sure if it's the right time to to get their defenders. If there even will be a time this season, I'm not sure. Might be past it already. Yeah, I mean they had the one one away Sheffield United, and they they were good away at Liverpool. Even though I they just lost don't. 2-0. I mean, yeah, I just don't think this is a team like Palace when we really just set up to park away against everyone. Like I don't well, feel yeah, like a the team like Watford. Zone. They need to win. They can't park. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, that's like I don't feel like them going away to just bottom half teams is like a good start. Right. Like they're trying clean. to win two like, one or something. Yeah, I just don't ever feel that way with them yet. I mean, maybe I will in, in two months, but right now I don't. So yeah, I think I, mean, I, agree I like with them that. as a rotator, but when their good fixtures are away, it, it, it dampens the, the appeal to me a lot. And so, what do you think about Rich? Because I'm very much looking at Rich and like my double move with Kane or something like that. Like, how would you compare Rich to like Mares, who we already talked about? Because they're very close in price. I, I would probably go for Rich. Me too. Um, I mean, he looks good. I mean, man. I think, yeah, he looks good and. You know he's been lively. It's, he, I mean, the the five fixtures. I mean, you know that he's playing ninety in every single one of those games. Like that's he's for their sure. Best player. And yeah, yeah, he's their best player. And I mean, even the few after they get tougher, like at Arsenal, home United, home Manchester United, at Chelsea. I'm like, okay, like Rich. You know, you you probably are. Maybe if he's looking good, you're okay to hold him a little bit past that. So yeah, I mean, I think eight. You know, you're getting the ninety. He looks good. I I, I think I like him more. 
Yeah. Probably even like anyone in that region, maybe like even maybe probably even like Madison. You know, like I mean definitely I like him more than like Martial at Madison's this point. Madison's so think. good, dude. Oh my god. It's yeah. been such a yeah, absolute Rich. joy owning him. Yeah, Rich is Rich is good. Rich is I like good Rich. too. I'm thinking about DCL yep. and Rich for my double move. Yeah, I think that's that's great. Oh. Just try and double dip into a good run for yeah. you know, a team that looks like they're on the up. Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty sounds makes sense to me. Um, Arsenal, we got a couple Arsenal questions. Ray said, "Which Arsenal assets are potential yummy buys?" Hate to see, <laughs> hate to see that. And Kial, yeah, he's, he's missing those carbs, so he's just putting everything in. Yeah, exactly. Kial, aka I think it's pronounced Kyle. Is Obs the best Kane replacement? No, it's Obs is it's like Kial. the worst uh, Kane replacement. Obs, what do you? Was, th- I, I think, think Obs is a bad pick. What do you think? Definitely Kial is not. It's Kyle's. Definitely, I don't even know what that is. It's Kial, Kyle. Let's just, let's just give give him his uh, his credit there. Yeah. Obs, yeah, it's diabolical. I mean, we've been saying that for fucking dogs years. He's playing reverse out of position. There's nothing. Yeah. He's really playing Sterling said. Sterling role, and he's yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. That's a very good to me. That's that's a really good comparison. He's basically yeah. looks like Sterling to me. Yeah, he's ten eight. I mean, Laka's the pick there, but I mean at nine three, he just looks fucking. Off it the last few games, he's getting it. You know, he's doing the things right yeah, in terms of like getting in position and stuff. But he, yeah, oh, but holy shit, is he fucking everything up? In the he had that shot that went out for a throw-in. That was like a massive chance after he turned Maguire inside out, and I was just yeah. like, "What the fuck yeah. is going on?" That's uh, not where Pe- you want to be. What about Pepe though? He the was. He I don't. was incredible. <laughs> I need so good. I need a lot more than that. But I mean, running at fat fuck like that's not yeah, an he, indicator. He gets to run at Riedewald this week. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, okay, Riedewald. Yeah. I I just need a little bit more than that from him to to stick him in. Um, he's again nine one. Like, what I are know. we talking? You you want the most more expensive than like Mares and. Rich and all these fucking guys. You want Pepe at nine one? I I don't think so at all. I really don't. I mean, I would rather have Son. Even honestly, like at this yeah. point. Yeah. One of the concerns for Arsenal for FPL standpoint is that they did it against Chelsea and they they did it again in uh, the United matches. Like they kind of just completely shut down their attack at like I don't know when it was half time fifty something yeah. like that. They ended up only with 10 shots. They ended up level on shots with the United despite completely yeah. dominating and being able to do whatever they want the entire game. So, yeah. That's I not mean, I think, good for yeah. FPL. No, no, it's not good. And I mean, we've been talking about this on Slack, I get, but like they seem like that first 45, like they're really burning, burning out. And the, yeah. the fitness is maybe not what like Arteta's used to with City with like a team yeah. that has a really good manager, like good. Like you know, professionals for the last two years who have like machine bodies. He's playing with these little babies who had a fucking caretaker manager for eighteen months, and they're all out of sorts. So I mean, I think it's still going to be a work in progress. But I mean, you like you know, I there was that athletic uh, Michael Cox wrote a brilliant piece on Arteta's Arsenal and kind of breaking down how they looked against United, just kind of showing like Ozil's coming into like pretty good, like kind of half space and, and, and just spreading them out and having a, someone go wide, whether it's Pepe or, or if it was, you know, um, Kolasinac on the left and, and just kind of creating space and, and 
really hard to deal with. Like, right, we we watch these first halves against Chelsea and, and United, and we see a team that's like reborn. Yeah, uh, we but see like you do mention, they were way better in both those matches. Yeah, but like you you mentioned, you know, the second half, very very little going on in, in the final third attack wise. It's like they just. They, granted, they're playing with the lead, so maybe they're like, okay, let's just kind of chill for a little Solid bit. Eight, and, and yeah. you know, they they managed the United game very well. I thought. I mean, United were fucking just terrible, but you know, Chelsea they they got dawn by having to put Mustafi in the team, which you know, like that's that's the rite of passage for any new Arsenal manager. But yeah, Arsenal look good, but I just still don't see any FPL involved, uh, okay, investment okay. at all. I was I trying think to, it's just trying like to get excited, but yeah. Yeah, and no, I just, I just really, I think it's just a little too early. I mean, I like the the defense, like he's putting players in the right position, which is a, a new thing for for this team. And you know, I think that the defense, you know, that's where the prices are pretty kind. You know, they're all kind of five million and under. Could see that, but you know, I mean, Pepe's so expensive. Ozil's looks eye test just like running the game and and looking good to me, but he's still just like not shooting ever. Right. So that's not what you want to see. And you know, Locke is not firing, and Obs is out of position, and he's a fortune. So I just don't see where it's at. Yeah, I kind of like Leno as a punt, which also takes us to a bunch of goalkeeper questions. Dying alone on Slack. What two under 5.0 keepers would you recommend for the rest of the season? Or if you don't like that as an option, slash can't find good rotation, do you like Allison for with the triple defense? Uh, Balfskin's like the weekly goalkeeper question. I'm reluctant to make a goalkeeper transfer. I have Pope, horrible run. I already have Button as my 4.0 keeper. Is going to Ryan just too easy? Ramsdale has a nice run on paper. Not Just not sure. I trust the Ake-less cherries. And then... Guilty pleasures, exciting questioning coming. Who's your favorite goalkeeper from here until the dark end, lads? I mean, I fucking hate talking about goalkeepers. <laughs> it's, it's, is there anything less exciting than talking about all of these guys who are basically priced this game who also all basically score the same points? <laughs> like, Schmeichel's it's, it's, the it's most good. goalkeeper points on the season, and he has nine more than fucking Pope, who is the 10th. Keeper in the season. Nine more over 20 fucking matches. 21, whatever. So Important to talk about. It be, it almost doesn't matter. Like As long as you have one of those top 10, I feel like it barely matters. They all get saves. None of them are great for cleans. They're just going to occasionally get rando cleans. I mean, I kind of I I like Fabianski. I kind of like Leno. I think Pope's a huge problem, though. Like If you own Pope, I think that's a very urgent transfer. Is their run that bad? Oh my god, yeah, it's real yeah. bad. Yeah. I mean, it's not only the run, but I mean, they look just... Yeah. Yeah, Pope diabolical. is 10th out of this top 10. Like, he probably is the worst. And worst he should keep going down. I mean, to me, based on what the products are, he should keep going down in that ranking. Yeah, I think Fabianski will come in and be good. And, you know, Allison obviously missed a lot of time. He'll he'll be fine. Michael's fine. Foster's probably fine, even though they do have a lot of aways. Hendo's fine. Ryan's fine. Guaita's fine. I mean, yeah, Flap is Flap's good. I mean, the I, double. I think I mean, Flap's flap. good, honestly. Like, eh, they have see, some tough ones, too, though. We see what he can do, though. Like, he's just. We, we have so much data on him. Like, if you just look at his. Points last season, points the season before. He's basically on track with all of these top keepers so far this season. Like that's what yeah. he does. Yeah. So the only bad thing is he's the only goalkeeper in the division that still has Liverpool twice. Good call. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> Allison. 
would be probably the only guy in this grouping that might score a lot more points than the rest. I would say. Yeah. Do, you, do you agree with that? Schmeichel. Yeah, I I mean like they're still good and they're going to clean, but like Liverpool has potential to just keep like ten cleans out of the last twenty matches. Yeah, I'm not sure I if another team that. has that. I expect that. Yeah, so he obviously he's more expensive, but if you're willing to go there, that's the only like huge potential gain, I guess. But like, I don't know. Honestly, I'm like fucking pick anyone. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Okay. I, let's stop talking about this. I just want. I just realized we didn't mention Gomez. I mean, are you a little nervous about Gomez because? Matip looks looks like he's Matip. No. However, he's coming back. You you think it's you're still fine there? Yeah, I'm not nervous. I mean, okay, I'd be extremely surprised to see Gomez just dropped. He's been very very good. Like he was incredible versus Leicester. He was even incredible yesterday. Like he he just plays in a back line of like an average age of like 18, and he just like bosses it and was really good and. He's just so good. I mean, this is he was nailed until his injury for a reason, you know? He was yep. he was the best okay. partner by far and he's been that this season. So Yeah, I feel good there. Um we also God, Ings questions. Jackie Lance like I need a low low slash mid price forward. Is it dumb to not get Ings at this point? Will he ever stop scoring? Or should people not on the Ings bust by now pray he stops and look for a fun diff like Neil? Ricky on Slack, for those of us still without Ings, it's safe to stay away through the next four. Away Leicester, home Wolves, away Palace, away Liverpool. Or should we just assume that as long as he's fit and has a good he has a good chance of a return? Yeah, I think that latter thing of that last question is looks like what's happening this year. If he's fit, he has a good chance of a return. Yeah. And I mean it's also a couple of Southampton just finding good I mean, they've been good for a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're they're create I mean, unfortunately. They're still playing like Nathan Redmond, so a lot of their chances don't finish with goals. But I mean, for every chance that doesn't fall to Redmond, has a chance of falling to Ings. He does do a lot of work, but yeah, they look good going forward-ish. And yeah, I mean, he's still six seven, which is very cheap. I mean, that's kind of I guess something we didn't mention. We're we're fucking hyper analyzing like Dini and DCL. Yeah, Meanwhile, Ings is six seven, and I mean that's the obvious move. Like if you're Good at FPL, then you have had him for a while, but it's not ever too late to buy a player who's scoring. I, th- I think I, I'm gonna pass on him and get him after this run of four. I think it's yeah, I th- reasonable to skip this run of four. Like, I agree. Away I mean, Leicester and away Liverpool away's. are the two worst fixtures in the league. Yeah, they're three aways in the next four. They're all bad, but you know, it's the same kind of thing. Maybe you're not buying him right now, but I mean, selling him to what? To free up, like, fucking. I mean, unless if you're going to like Jimenez, which is okay, I could maybe see that. But unless, if, like, if you're freeing up like 0.8 or something to get like DCL to do some like bullshit elsewhere, that doesn't seem like the way to get ahead to me. Yeah, I don't think you probably sell him, but I. Probably not. I don't, don't think don't I'll buy, buy don't him. sell. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And then my plan is just DCL to him when the fixtures change. And I think like as long as he's still fit and Southampton still look good, that's great. Then he has another good run, and you're happy. Yeah, that's fine. I like that. All right, so that's I still I still still like holding though. If you have him, I think you. Yeah, I think think probably hold. He's too good. Um, So that's it for like the grouped up questions. So now we just have a bunch of random Slack questions. (laughs) You ready for more? I mean, this pod's been like information overload. 
Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't care. I don't have anything to do right now. Let's do it. Um, Dark Nick on Slack with Dan Byrne injured. Rest in peace. Could Bernardo be one to watch after almost picking up Max Bones against Chelsea and Brighton have some potentially cleanable fixtures coming up? Brighton have a really good long run. Yeah, I mean, Bernardo, I like that shot a lot. He was very impressive to me when he came on. He looked really good. Um, and he's 4-3. Yeah, they do have a good run. Yeah, I love that shot. I mean, you know, we still have like... Webster's 4-4. I mean, he's got some head donking. He's got three goals. And, you know, Dwonk somehow gets yeah. fucking return a return somehow every game. He's only 4-7. But, yeah, I think the Brighton Brighton defense. Yeah, Bernardo. Yeah, I, yeah, I like that. I like that yeah, a lot. that's exactly what, what, you, I was what do you think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, two Grealish questions. Charson said, is Jack just a full hold even though Villa are bad? And Al Rogers said, thoughts on Grealish? I got lucky, blah, 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 Villa suck, blah, 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 is he worth holding? And obviously, yes, right? Emphatically, yes. Yes. And you don't need, like, there are tons of relegation horrible teams that have FPL relevant players, and it's okay. Yeah. They're also not that bad at attacking. Like, they're not the worst team in the league going forward. They score some goals. They're probably bottom half, but they're not, like, bottom one, which they are defensively. Um, M. Skillian on Slack, are there any West Ham assets worth having for the double gaming? So we talked about Flap, and we didn't really mention the fact that they somehow won 4-0, which is just ridiculous. But are there any other West Ham guys worth even looking at? I mean, I don't think like for the double really. I, I like you have like Balbuena's four three. Their fixtures are really bad for a long time. So and I it's still just, think it's, they're bad. Yeah, I still. I mean, playing Bournemouth is although I mean, as mentioned at the beginning of the pod, Edward Howe, best manager in the division. It doesn't tell you much. So I think. Well, also they got a avoiding. pen and a noble deflected goal from 25 yards. I'm like, I, I don't yeah. know. Hot layer bicycle kick. I'm like, okay, I don't know. <laughs> That's probably not going to happen just, every week. It just doesn't look pretty for the fixtures, the players, the things. Like I think, yeah, you know, like we mentioned, Flap is probably fine. Four nine goalkeeper will make saves, whatever. But I don't see a single thing I like. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Second coming of Moyes is not something that excites me. Um, it's like the tenth coming of Moyes. Yeah, he doesn't die. Yeah, he won't, he won't die. We got questions about <laughs> Watford from Vax and Debeck, but we already talked yeah, about them. Cool. Um, Addy's on Slack. How should we look at Palace from now on? Are they still a good de- defensive side, or should we get rid? I'm thinking of the likes of Guaita and Kelly. And Kelly, dude. Yeah, he's so bad. I think Guaita is a fine hold because you know he he does get get the saves. Yeah. sometimes ish. Yeah, I. I, I think it's it's time to go. Um, you know they have these two bad fixtures, and then you know they have some some okay ones, but even parked the names on the back of the shirts for ninety minutes, the individual errors come. Um, they come multiple times a game. They have been. I mean, you know the the goals against are still very impressive, but I think I hit a I hit a tipping point with the Norwich game of just kind of realizing like okay. This is a really ramshackle back four. This is a bad team. This is a team playing with too many DMs. 
to paper over the cracks of how actually bad the defenders themselves are. And I, I yeah, I, I just don't think it's uh I don't think it's a good place to be anymore. Yeah, I think I'm there with you. They're also just so bad attacking. Their attackers yeah. are so bad. They can't hold up, they can't do anything. Yep. Um Tom T asking about Sar, we fucking love Sar. Um Vax asking about Kev and other city guys. We already talked about that. Dying Alone asking about Mara's. We already talked about that. And Sharson again, he said, What forwards are actually worth having right now? The list keeps thinning, it seems. Thinning? It keeps getting longer. Yeah, I don't know. There's tons of forwards that are good. There are a lot of forwards. I think there are like nine. What do you think about Bob as a psycho diff? I just I just haven't <laughs> I just, I just, I just, I just haven't been interested in him in FPL for a while. And okay. I don't think he's been particularly good this season either. Okay. Um, you know, you could always get a little bit lucky and just spike. He just goes on a hot run right now and like hauls in the double or something. I just don't expect it. Okay. I wish Kaita didn't get hurt and then we could actually have someone else yeah. to talk about except the, other than the same Liverpool guys every single week. Together. Yeah, well, there we are. Here we are. Yeah, I'm looking through forwards to see if there's anyone else we didn't talk about, but I think we basically talked about everyone. Yeah, well, I mean, Wood Wood scores for fun all the time, but otherwise, Wood's yeah. ridiculous, dude. Ugh, wood, what a fucking Wood. What about Code Codegia? Now that Wesley's out, nailed on. I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. <laughs> Don't even know who he is. I can't. I made money on him early in the season when Villa beat Liverpool five nil. I was like, ah. Oh. This is coaches gonna fly. Um, all right, yeah, let's go on. Okay, so what are you looking at for captain this week? I have not looked. I admittedly have not looked. Yeah, I'm. I'm a pretty firm on Kuhn. Yeah, I, I you expect, have to be. You know, right? I, I kind of at this point, I just have to. Um, if Kuhn plays at the weekend, I might just like wild card. I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, but assuming I mean I'm sorry mid midweek. If if if, if, if Jesus plays, plays midweek yeah. tomorrow, yeah. If, if Jesus plays tomorrow, I'll feel I'll feel pretty good there going with Kuhn. Otherwise, I mean Thursday, my life is going to be scenes because if that happens, I might need to get rid of Kuhn. Oh yeah, we have to if, Thursday if, if my Kuhn, life this week, not Friday my life yeah. this week. Yeah, if if Kuhn plays tomorrow, but anyway, yeah, I'm on Kuhn. Um, I do really like Jimenez for for a captain. I'm week. on Jimenez like a, a right lot. now. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely be there if I had him. Seems very um, safe. Like it's yeah, hard to safe. imagine him not just getting like at least an assist and a couple bones or something like that. Yeah, they're going to score a few goals, and he doesn't not have involvement when they score a few goals. So I, I really like that. Well, pick. I mean, there's also I'm sure, yeah. Leicester home Southampton, but honestly, Southampton's kind of tough. Yeah, I mean, I don't Vardy. I I feel like that's fine. Um, I'm sure he'll be like the highest captained whatever yeah, the definitely, fuck definitely. of the week. Um, but I mean, that pretty much narrows it down. I guess you could sell me on like Tammy. Yeah, home Burnley is pretty great. It's pretty good right I now. Mean, United they just are also have... home Norwich. As bad as they've looked recently, no, like... no, no. No, Norwich no, are next level, no, dude. I don't think they no, can, no. even can park. No, no, not a shout. I think it is, honestly. 
I don't think. I, and you never know what United team's going to show. I mean, what if he plays fucking Lingard again or something? Like yeah. Ole can, Ole can find zero points when three are on offer. Right, right, right. That's one of his his secret capabilities. Yeah, secret sauce. Yeah, I feel like Sheffield and Sheffield are just going to murder West Ham. Just be like, yeah, I, nice new manager bounce, I mean, bro. Point points trim, not usually a good option, but I mean, he he could, you know, yeah, I don't know. he could. He looked like he was. Hey, he's, he, he keeps playing like you know, with Fleck, like Fleck and Norwood. They keep getting like more forward. I feel like yeah, like, kind of doing more defensive work. Yeah, but anyway, I think that pretty much covers you, though. I mean, would you, between, would you and, and, Kev? and Kevin, Kevin, yeah, yeah, I, I, I definitely the, would, definitely would, Captain Kevin. Here's the thing with Kev is that we had that little run of him being like, oh my god, you like he might be a captain for the rest of the season. These past like four or whatever, but as soon as like Foden starts or David starts. He then Kevin is the one who plays deeper than that other guy because Foden and David are just too lightweight to like do work and like and especially with Bill, especially when Bill's in midfield. So you're you're still so, worried about? I mean, I don't think Foden's going to play. I at, think like, if Bill, like, at all. I think if Bill is the other eight next to Kevin, then that's when Kevin can get forward because Bill's work rate's insane and he's good defensively and good at tackling and stuff. But I think once it's David or Foden or whatever. Then that's when, like, I mean, Kevin was really, really deep on average for Severton. His second deepest. Yeah. No, he was average, playing DM. His second deepest average position of the season. So yeah, I'm. He was playing DM. Yeah. So I'm actually not loving him as a captain anymore because those guys are back. And so I don't know where he's going to play. Okay. I mean, I feel like the only time I've seen him really bad positionally is whenever Foden's on the pitch. Otherwise, he's been pretty much returning every fucking game. I, yeah. I take your point, but that's yeah. maybe too complicated or sophisticated yeah. for me to wrap my head around in terms of like no, David and Bill. And yeah, but I still feel like similar to kind of Jimenez. Granted, he's not playing striker, but I mean they're going up against Villa. They are going to score a few, and I would be surprised if Kevin's not in and around some points, yeah, unless will, yeah. unless if he's playing DM, then then you're fucked. So yeah. I mean, there is some risk there. What about like Mo or Mane? I mean, nah, I don't. I don't like it. I don't like that. I don't think I do too, either because they're gonna park they and it's Jose. But they, they, they just own Spurs. Like no, they do. But it's still you know a good team, and that fixture is nowhere. We have very, very yeah, we have good better options. Yeah, options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, if it was a closer week where like every other fixture was a little eh, then I would want to talk about it. But I don't right. think this is the, that's yeah, okay. the case here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then what are you looking at transfers wise? You saved, right? So we're both on two frees. Yeah, I mean, I have no idea what I'm doing. I think we have to wait for you... Thursday my life for this, honestly, because I also yeah. need the midweeks and stuff to go before I can make a decision. I've tinkered I with mean, so I, many yeah. like Kane out moves. There's Kuhn, Neil, Jerry D, DCL, Laka, Ings, like Mares, Rich, like I, I can get anyone, and it's such, such a bug out. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like Mo's and Mane is probably a good thing for you to do. Yeah, it's just I really, I mean, Mane is. Almost one and a half mil more expensive than Kane, so it's not like I can get there. I can get anyone, and it'd probably be for a hit, which like I don't give a shit. But it would, <laughs> it would be like 
Yeah. I'd have to like downgrade someone to bare bones or to a non-playing player, which isn't ideal, but it's okay. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's bad actually looking at your team. You don't have a you don't really have a double swap. Getting rid of Madison's not gonna be a good thing to do. Yeah, no, it would be like Kane, Cantwell, and like Gilbert or some shit to like a non playing defender a cheat the cheapest mid possible and I mean sorry, Mane and, and Greenwood or something like that. That's not good. Yeah, it seems bad. Like it seems like I'm yeah, making my team a bit worse. Yeah, you can't do that. All right, so yeah, probably I'm looking at like DCL and Rich or DCL and Mares, and then you know down the line switching DCL to Ings. I'm also looking at Kuhn. Like I'm seriously considering him. If if he plays no minutes tomorrow, I kind of just want to get him and captain him. Okay, we could both be on that together. See how that goes for us on Saturday, on Sunday. Mm. Yeah. We'll yep. see. We'll see. Yeah, we, I mean, we need Thursday in my life. Yeah. I I just don't know if I could look myself in the mirror at the, the deadline on Friday and, and still have Rico on my team. I don't <laughs> think I can do that. <laughs> I respect that. Stand your ground. So, I just don't like have any good thing. I just feel like my team is just such a, is so fucking bad and I don't even know what I'm doing. Been there. Too many times. So, well, I guess we'll sort it out there. I mean, my my loose thoughts were like Rico and Kelly and doing like Williams and some like Holgate or something. Right. Just getting but, one, I mean, one, one good I, guy. Yeah. Like I'm using two free transfers on my like 4 2 and 4 2 price defense. Like, what the doesn't fuck? Doesn't seem am I doing? good. Yeah, it doesn't seem like, an I, like what am I doing otherwise? I mean, I could do something about Pereira, but I kind of want to get like Van Dyke in there. I just don't know. I could still just go down to Soy and then bump Rico up to like someone like good. Oh, yeah, know. that that seems more reasonable, maybe. Ugh. Or I just ditch double Lester defense and and go f- go elsewhere. You're, I, I you're basically know. at four three three, right? I'm looking at it. Yeah, four three three. But your four is Trent Pereira. Bad. <laughs> it's really it's bad. Lunch him with two out of three really bad fixtures, yeah. and then yeah. Kelly slash Rico are both really bad. Okay, I got it. Got it. Yeah. Seems good. Seems good. So I basically have been Kuhn playing is a, like a, so bad two, for your team. Two. Yeah, I've been playing a two three three lately. So I wonder why I'm doing badly this year. Yeah, and Kuhn like. Some teams it's okay to occasionally get zero pointers because they have like Cantwell or some shit, and you just have like not Cantwell. Hayden. I play Hayden every week. Hayden, Rico, Kelly, Triumphant, Triforce. Yeah. You're linked to Hayden's the past. Hayden's in my team. He's in my team every game week. It's great. <sighs> yeah, we just swapped like a fucking SDD or something. I just exchanged <laughs> Hayden to you, and you just can oh never get rid of him. Yeah, it's hard, and he just price dropped too. Thank God. Oh, nice. So I just lose lose some free value on that go, fucking Isaac. piece of shit. Oh yeah. my god. The best advice you gave me was to not go Hayden, and I just went <laughs> Dale Stevens instead. They get the same points. It doesn't so, matter, but it feels better. Yeah. All right. Let me slap some asses. We got five new signups. A lot of action, actually. We got Owen Casey, Enzo, Can Tim Can Timay, Pens, Pens, uh, these names are tough. Grisha Rogov, which I had to put into Google Translate because it was in fucking Russian letters. And then Will Kitson. <laughs> Thanks so much. Stop that fucking ass, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
feel like worse. We're shaking the rest off though. Let's we got <sighs> we have Thursday to really, really dive back in. This is a shake the rest off, just like answer questions, catch up type of episode, I think. Okay. Any uh, last words or you want to get out of here? No, I'm tired. Let's go. Shake us out! At FMLFL.com, follow us on Twitter at FMLFL, support us on Patreon.com, slash FMLFL, subscribe, rate, review, and cheers! Sports Social Podcast Network.